Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle People, P Real Talk in the house. And if you, yes, you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's chit-chat with the banter. Everybody, hello, hello, hello. I am Kaylin Patterson of the O'Kellen clan, and Desiree Fletcher Carruthers will be joining us shortly, but we have a very good guest on tonight, and that is Miss Heather Owen, and I'm going to bring her on now and see if we can get a good, clear sound quality. Heather, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. It's been a while since I've seen you, and it's good to know that you're still staying active in all things health and fitness. I'm talking family, friends, and loved ones, as well as posing clinics. You've got something coming up. If you could basically promote that right quick. Yeah, absolutely. So we have three clinics coming up, one February 28th, one March 28th, and one on April 25th at Riverfront Athletic in Hudson, Wisconsin. We are offering all divisions for group posing classes for all federations, because all federations are not, um, they don't require the same posing uh, posing routine. So uh, we have a a lot of fun things going on. Wait, wait, hold on, Heather. Hold on. Yeah. I need you to repeat that again, because I've seen some big epic fails, because one size does not fit all. So say that again, please, so people can really get the understanding. Yeah. So at our posing clinic, Um, We are offering posing group sessions for all divisions, but specifically focusing in on what different federations are requiring um, for their shows because an OCB show will be different from an INBA show or PNBA. So uh, we want everyone to be able to put their best foot forward. Bodybuilding can be confusing for someone that's just getting into it or has only been in in it for a short. I really, my mission in life, and I really started my website based on this, was just to put out information to help people navigate the world of bodybuilding outside of health and fitness. And, and, you know, the whole thing is to have a lot of fun and to enjoy it. But if you find out everything Absolutely. you've learned was wrong, there's not much happiness and joy at the end of that show. And the sad part is that most people are so hurt, embarrassed, and ashamed that they don't want to do it. And they have a lot of potential. You've seen it just like I have, especially uh, with the one we just were up at uh, last year. And it was yeah. very, uh, it was very sad when the lady that was basically trying to get a pro card in another organization wasn't given the correct information to do the posing or the look. And so, you know, she didn't, she came in second, but she could have, she would have been a good first place if the posing had matched up with the criteria that was at. So, you know, as much as it sounds like simple, it's very, it's a big deal. I guess the best way to say it. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. And it is very disheartening to have worked that hard you miss something, you know, by a, a margin because of uh, miscommunication or or misinformation or just not even knowing at all. Yeah, and and I mean it, it really hurt because she uh, at that show they had to work their butts off, but as a judge, 
you know, and 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 this is something I I speak to many times over, and I you know I'm going to step on toes with this. You know, the best person, best looking person on stage, if they're not in the right uh, class, they don't win because they're not matching yeah. the criteria mm-hmm. that the judge is given. And and this is something that needs to be addressed more. I love when the head judge basically gives that information out so we don't look like the bad guys and like we're picking on the sure. athletes. <laughs> you know, they're not matching up to what we know what we're supposed to look for. So it's a lot easier when the head judge puts that and presents that information. But sometimes, you know, the show is running long and it might not be addressed. But if you're, like you said, if we're not in the – we're not dealing with the right criteria, then people do look like they're being picked on and, and, and overlooked. But basically, if you're not fitting the criteria, there's no point in looking too far or looking too long because, you know, there's somebody that's got a better presentation. And with the posing, it has to be uh, on point. And I've seen just some amazing people, amazing potential and talent come through and shine like nobody's business on posing and really can outwork a better looking physique in the poses because they match it up so much better. So how do you, you go about doing that and how do you teach that to where it, it can be basically acceptable when you're actually going against some coaches? And I, I've done this a couple of times where, you know, uh, hopefully catch them before the show instead of after and basically mm-hmm. telling them, you know, if you, for the next show you're going to do, hopefully you have the same look or better. And, you know, that can be presented on stage for the judges to see correctly the next time. Cause I hate doing that, but I would rather give feedback correctly, even though you do step on some, some toes rather than to have them keep losing because basically they're not matching up with, to what's expected. Oh, absolutely. So um, for example, at the clinics that we have coming up, um, I like to break things down per hour. So for example, I have two separate sessions for bikini because some federations have half turns and others have quarter turns. And even within those mm-hmm. poses, there are some variations. So um, yes. in those group posing sessions, to make sure that each athlete has that attention within a group setting, I like to split it up so that there's no confusion and we can play with the variations in the half turns for OCB and NPC, for example, and then for quarter mm-hmm. turns, working in the variations that are required for the various federations for NANBF, IPE, and then INBA, PNBA, et cetera. So, and then, of course, in individual sessions, there's, uh, of course, their attention is given directly, you know, by me, and you can work with those. But as far as stepping on toes with coaches, you know, it's really challenging if someone has another opinion, but I will give them my best professional opinion and knowledge and the background as to why we're doing something and they can take mm-hmm. or leave, you know, what they feel exactly. between myself and their diet coach or whoever. Um, and then, you know, I, I just do my best with what um, uh, I can have when I have them in with a session with me um, and control what I can control. And outside of that, you know, that is their choice. But yeah, um, but explaining to an athlete the why behind everything that I do is really important in every aspect from strength training to diet coaching to posing coaching because if they don't understand why they need to do something or why they have to pose a certain way or eat a certain way or whatever, 
um, it makes it harder to follow. And if they feel a certain way or if their friend is doing something different, then they may do that instead and it won't work out as well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, now we're going to get in, since we got what, what you've got coming up, we're going to get your background so we can make sure they know why they should listen to you and how you know so much of what you know. So give us a little background story. Sure. So um, from the very beginning, I guess, I have a biology chemistry degree. I used to teach high school biology and chemistry and always found that very fascinating. I've coached um, a lot of young athletes and swam through college myself. And once I got into bodybuilding, um, I had started my website just as a mode of putting out information, like I mentioned before, to help Mm -hmm. athletes navigate that world because I found it extremely frustrating to figure out and understand that there are different federations and you can't Mm -hmm. just Google bodybuilding shows in your area and the list will pop up. That doesn't happen. So, um, and then just how shows work because, you know, it's very, uh, it's just a lot and, and new for a lot of people to understand and work. Um, and beyond that, you know, once I started competing, I started taking on clients for bodybuilding, um, contest prep, and um, strength training over the last seven years, and mm-hmm. have been, you know, building ever since. So I'm nearly finished with my master trainer certification through ISSA, which I'm really excited about. And mm-hmm. um, I've worked with I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients from very general fitness lifestyle clients to highly competitive pro athletes, um, mostly bodybuilding. I have powerlifting clients. I have Olympic lifting clients. I used to do some Olympic lifting and powerlifting myself. So I kind of dabble in a lot. I'm very well-rounded, but my main focus is bodybuilding and coaching those athletes, putting that energy into uh you know, bettering uh, that that niche of clientele. And, and it's very important because there's a lot of outdated thinking that's still, I don't want to say relevant because it's not. It, it was irrelevant when it first came out, and it's just become more mundane as the years go by. But it still sounds good, and so people are still teaching it. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how do you break through that mythos? And basically establish, because, you know, I, I was told that at the beginning you had to take two to three years off to do certain things. And and, and I, I noticed that because I, I'm fascinated by the human body. I always have been. And uh, one of the things that I've loved is how if you start teaching your body what's good, it catches on pretty quickly. But you have to say, sustain it to maintain it. And I just never agreed with the extreme dieting. You know, I, I know people mm-hmm. want to show in, front, in the state that they're in, and they're also wanting to, to look their absolute best in front of their family. And so they're willing to push the boundaries. But I would rather, you know, have a body develop and basically grab its own shape over time in a healthy fashion. And I notice that the people that are doing those kind of diets and that kind of nutrition over a, 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 an established amount of time, recover much better and healthier with less uh, severe reactions to, to, you know, what's going on with their bodies. How can we transplant the old ideology 
and bring into a better understanding of how to take care of your body, even though it's competition. Yeah, that's a great and very loaded question. And contending with that um, with people can be very challenging. I have learned over the years that when I lay it out for my clients, especially new ones, when they tell me their goals and what they want to do and how quickly they would like to get there, um, Mm -hmm. it's never a good idea because, and I'm speaking about, and this includes contest prep and general fitness. When you try to diet partially. I want to get ready for my uh, class reunion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Um, When you have to diet harshly, uh, you know, muscle mass is, muscle mass loss is much greater. So the scale will go down, but we're not losing fat. That muscle is a part of that, which is unfortunate, which lowers the, you know, basal metabolic rates. You're not burning as much calories, even at rest. Um, Hormones have to adapt. So your metabolic rate, you know, goes down. Hormones get wonky. People can't sustain it. And once they, if they do Mm -hmm. stick with it and they get to that goal, now we have to reverse out of it. And a lot of times people don't because their bodies are so depleted and so starved. And, you know, they're not, and reverse dieting is probably the hardest part of the process after a show Mm -hmm. even. So a lot of times I will just lay it out for people because I know with my experience, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know it, especially with females, depending on their age group, if it's a 35 and older, more often than not, um, results will be a little bit slower than when they were 25, or um, we won't get the results as quickly as if they were younger. You know, hormones are different. That previous dieting makes a, a, a big impact on what's going to happen in the future. So if I lay it out and explain it, 9.5 times out of 10, that client will say, okay, let's do it your way. I will take 20 weeks to diet down or 30 weeks to diet down this goal instead of 10 or 12. And, uh, you know, so just sharing that information. And like I mentioned before, when you tell the why behind it, why it's important to do it slower, to make sure that we're prioritizing sleep, make sure we're prioritizing the correct macros, the correct um, programming, strength programming. We're not doing a ton of cardio if we don't have to. Uh, Most people get on board with that. So even though their friend might be doing an hour and a half of cardio a day on 900 calories, you know, nobody wants to be there. So if we have to be slow and controlled over a longer period of time, it makes it a lot more doable and a lot healthier in the long run. Amen. Amen. Man, and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, the whole thing that I always talk about is the, the health aspect. If we're not doing health, you know, what, what are we doing? I, I can't I, – we, we can't call it health and fitness if, if it's basically, you know, survival of the fittest. Like, that's what it almost seems like to me when, when I first came in. Yeah. Like, who, who could basically outlast the other one with the torture rack? And, and, and I wanted – honestly, when I first came in, I wanted nothing to do. I wanted to do the journalist side of it. But I said it doesn't sound like fun at all. It sounds like death and 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 waiting. It just seems so severe that it just didn't seem worth it, you know. Because I said this uh, tuna and and broccoli or asparagus. I was like, 
good yeah i I can't imagine any sport that i ever did and it had a had a regimen of diet like that and i said how how can that possibly be something that you'd want to do for any amount of time or duration so now that we have common sense and 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 you know factual nutrition and factual data and, and and real science it's easier to understand because i know when i was uh being trained overseas to play professional basketball, one of the things that we had to do was check in. And so, you know, I, I understand that part of the of the competition part where, you know, all right, because sometimes you're, you are tired and you don't want to eat. And you'll just skip that meal. No, your body needs that food. It needs that nutrition, especially when you're resting. And you need that rest. So all of that stuff started making sense when I was hearing it. And I know Dr. Joe was one of the first ones that was putting out data like that where, where it actually made sense because it was real science, not, not, not the bro science that I was hearing. Cause there was some yeah. guy, I remember when I first came in, he was telling me that the uh, sweet potato skins had more po- protein uh, per pound. And I was like, what the heck are you talking about? And, 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 he, and people were listening <laughs> because he was getting the results that, that they wanted. And I said, I, I yep. guarantee there's, there's a backstory to whatever this guy is doing. And it turned out to be right, but he, I mean, there were about 17 people that he led astray in the time of figuring out, you know, what was going on with this with this really improper diet and nutrition. So, you know, this stuff happens, and you know, they say people falling through the cracks. I think no, this is a blatant hole. I mean, it's a black hole. So, you know, yeah. you've got a lot to contend with, with with what you're dealing with right now, and with the background you have, you do have to sit them down. And explain basically, basically unlearned, unlearned to learn ignorance, and that's not easy yeah. because you're contending with someone who's best friends with the person that gave them the information, so they trust them more than they trust you. So how do you weed and and basically finagle your way through that whole process where you can basically walk them back to a, a, a ledge that they don't have to fall off? They they can basically just cross the bridge instead. Yeah, absolutely. So usually I like to, uh, you know, take a look at their whole lifestyle and I ask them questions about um, their sleep quality, quantity, their stress levels, um, triggers for snacking or binge eating, uh, what they've done in the past and what worked. How did they lose weight and did that work for them? A lot of times it didn't because they were trying what their best friend told them. So, again, it comes down to me laying out a future plan and saying, hey, you know what, instead of doing this, we're going to do this, this, and this. This is what's most likely going to happen. If stress gets really high, um, progress might slow down, and we're going to try some other things. We might try some supplements, meditation, breathing, whatever. It comes down to more than even just diet and fitness, but but as long as I can lay out a plan that makes sense to them with the science behind it, um, most people get on board with that. And, you know, and really driving home that that consistency, perseverance, and time is like they're the key ingredients to any programming um, to get lasting results. Yes. And uh, what I like, and, and this is something that I say, and it's a, it's, a, it's a double statement. Every body is different. And yep. I'm always amazed to see 
where, you know, you say, well, people look at each other and they say, well, I match up pretty good with this guy or this woman. And so whatever they're doing should work for me. And I, hmm. I, I mm-hmm. almost have to laugh. I almost have to laugh when I hear that because it's such a strange statement when genetics are different, uh, diet is different, uh, basically culture, climate, whatever. There's so many factors that, that basically factor into what you're doing and how you're doing it. Uh, like you said, with sleep, with uh, uh, eating, with work, there's so many things mm-hmm. that go into basically a prep. And to sit there and say, well, it, it's got to be easier than this. And, yeah, it, 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 when we can match up your body, yes, that makes it a lot easier to deal with. But I can't imagine going to a, 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 a basically a chiropractor expecting them to do surgery. That That's not how it works. So it, how do you sit with someone and, you know, basically address their needs as compared to their best friend? Because a lot of people get into it because someone else is already in it. And they think, well, you know, with their thinking and what they've done, I should have to basically follow something similar and get the same results when that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to talk about internal and external. So internally, I may explain to them first, uh, you know, everybody's hormones and body responses are going to be very individual based on genetics and their history from life to dieting to stress, et cetera. So a lot of times uh, I recommend a lab test. I love having blood panels and blood work from people. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a registered dietitian. I can read these lab tests and make recommendations for them to see a doctor to say, hey, these levels don't look really good. You need to check out um, and see a doctor about these things. Or they can have a doctor interpret them but I like to go through lifeextension.com and I recommend the comprehensive weight loss panel. And from there, I explain to my clients that we need to see optimal ranges for these blood markers because most doctors' jobs are to keep you alive. And so they keep you in these functional ranges. Well, mm-hmm. if you're firing, if you're, you know, you wouldn't drive your six cylinder car on four cylinders. That's not you know, firing at an optimal rate for your car to even drive. So it it goes Mm -hmm. along, you know, it's the same for you. If things aren't functioning at an optimal level, you are causing problems down the road. And that could be one, two, three, 20 years even because your body didn't have the right hormone levels or nutrient levels to function properly. And that's a big issue. So I really love to see hormone panels um, just to get a basic uh, internal, you know, window to, or information to what's going on with their body. If levels are really, really off, maybe prepping that year isn't a good idea and they need to balance uh, out their hormones and micronutrients uh, before they go into a prep. So, That becomes really important. And that's even a great baseline to have in general. So if you're super healthy, cool. Now we have a baseline. If you compete, you know, two seasons in the next three years, you know where you're at. Maybe you're going to do a hormone test once a year or once every two years, and you can see how your body's responding and recovering from the residual stress from prep because that residual stress can affect your hormones for uh, up to a year or so 
after a, yep. after um, a show season. So I love having that information. I think that's really important, helpful information, whether you're competing or not, um, whether you're healthy or not. Uh, it's just really good to have that baseline. And then just looking at a client, and like you said, different body types are, uh, you know, no two person is the same with body types. They're going to build differently. No. They're going to look different. Um, when they build, you know, certain muscle groups, et cetera, short torso, long torso, uh, different, you know, whatever, angles of how their uh, ratios of, you know, shoulders to waist, et cetera. So that's mm-hmm. also something to contend with. And, you know, when people see others on Instagram, for example, and they want to pick their coach based on how they look, a lot of people do that, and that's fine. But if your coach doesn't know what you're, what they're doing, or doesn't have the experience, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to look like that coach because they look like them, or they, you know, they look mm-hmm. like that. And that's really important to understand that picking your coach based on how they look isn't always going to get you that their bikini body or their figure body or their bodybuilding body because you're very different internally and externally. So having someone look at you and say, hey, I think this division would be great for you. You need another year to build, and, you know, let's get your your lifestyle on par now, because bodybuilding will always be there. Those shows will always be there. You don't have to compete this season. We want you to win, so how are we going to do that? In a Mm -hmm. healthy manner as well. So So it's a very long process. I don't know. I like to lay out a lot of factors that I like to let have people understand uh, when they're thinking about doing something like that. Without a doubt. So I'm loving, I know I'm jumping in late to the show, but I'm going to go ahead and jump in. Yeah. Hey guys, that's hey. Right. But I am loving hey, everywhere, every direction that this conversation is going. So um, first of all, Hey Heather, good to have you back. Um, it's been Thank a long you. time. I remember when yeah. we saw you, I think it was, was it the mayhem the last time we saw you or what show um, was that? Anyway, you, yes. Yep. I saw, um, yeah. Kaylin at the OCB show last fall. Yes. The okay. OCB Viking. We did yep. a movie thing. I won. Yep. We did. <laughs> <laughs> was very nice I wasn't at that show, but I know I, 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 I've seen you recently, and I was like, yeah, I haven't seen her in a long time, so it's exciting to see you back on the stage. But just a couple of things that I'm really glad that you brought up was the testing of the hormones and the blood panels because that is just something I uh, is just so important just to health overall, and I love that someone is bringing it up and applying it to um, the natural bodybuilding community and the sport because it, for women especially, men can men can have issues too, so men don't count this out, but you really do need a good baseline of what your body is doing and what it needs because when you're dieting down and you're dieting for a long time, and I've experienced this, had issues with it, um, you know, your hormones are doing things that you don't even imagine that they're doing. If you never had them tested, then you really have no idea of where you're at or where you can hit the, the danger threshold um, before you get to the point where you need a reset and you need a rest in order to bring everything back online the way that it should be. And it's also just great for health in general, Heather brought up a lot of great points of knowing where your levels are. Are you vitamin B deficient? Are you vitamin D deficient? How is that impacting your immune system, your digestion, just your overall 
um, internal health and because we're not getting what we need from our foods the way we think we do. So if we're going to supplement, it's good to have a roadmap of how to do that. So I just, I just love that's being brought up. So I'm giving two thumbs up, but I'm just really encouraging folks to check this out because she is right. The doctors aren't going to delve into those levels. There's such a wide range of, well, this looks normal, and that looks normal. And it might be in a range of normal, but yet you have so many people that visit their doctor, they're looking for a solution, they don't feel well, and the doctor's like, well, everything's normal, but that doesn't mean that you feel well. So something in there is not normal. It may not be sending up red flags, but you want to catch it before it sends up that red flag. So I think that is fantastic. And using that as a guide to manage your health during a prep. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Do more of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do more of it. Do more of it. And I love yes, the fact totally that agree. you're preaching, get your health online, get your health on par, and then we will move into a prep from there the right way from the beginning and just avoid you know, any potential pitfalls that could pop up, especially if you plan to be in the sport for the long haul. So just amen, sister, breath of fresh air, breath of fresh (laughs) air when it comes to competition prep. Yeah, absolutely. Because my number one priority has always been my client's long-term health because that is, you know, that's going to be with you your whole life. You know, competing might only be, a two-year, five-year, ten-year span of your entire life. Ten years is a long time, but it's not your entire life. Some people will be in it much longer. But we need you to be healthy through your very advanced years. And studies have shown that your current health, either in your 20s, 30s, 40s, even your 50s, will affect your happiness in your 60s, 70s, and 80s because your happiness is tied to – your mobility, your activity level, your, your, um, your you know, pain-free, your not uh, dealing with any sort of diseases and illnesses that are going on. So if you're able to stay active and mobile with your family and your grandchildren and your friends, those are huge, huge factors to stay happy later in life. And what we're doing earlier in our earlier years will have a big impact on that. And that's where firing on all six of your cylinders instead of just four for 20, 30 years will have a huge impact on how you uh, handle, <clears throat> you know, your uh, like illnesses or, you know, chronic pain in the future. And hopefully they will not even be there or existent or more manageable yes. or whatever. Here's a good example, and I love what you're talking about with the firing on, on all cylinders, because how many people had the snowblowers, and they, they had them, and then when they went to use them, they couldn't because they weren't keeping them, you know, at optimum levels. They never basically yeah. started them, stopped them. And so when they went to use it, nothing happened. And then the next thing you know, they're, they're, they're making all these posts about life sucks and how everything's terrible. And that's happiness. That's the happiness that you're talking about. And if exactly. they had done simple, simple maintenance, uh, you know, basically preventive maintenance to keep everything firing on, on the way it should, none of that would have been uh, happening, and they would have been dealing with much more joyful days and times and less sore backs and booties because, you know, they, they wore themselves out shoveling. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's good when you bring this stuff up because 
these are the things we need to think about with our lives because we are a machine. We are a temple. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to keep it basically maintained. And because we're not addressing the optimal basic needs, basic functions, for some reason the breakdown happens sooner, and we can't ex- explain why. And I, I'm, I'm going to go really far to the other side of what you're saying. And this fella, I, he was he was years ahead of me, but he got into drugs early in his life. And the reality of his body breaking down as bad and as quickly as it was, and he could not fathom that his body was breaking down in that way. And that really got me because I was thinking of all the years, you know, you've been doing these drugs and, and you know, of all the years that your body's been basically doing its best to do maintenance, even in spite of all the damage you're doing. And he could not, in his own mind, accept the fact that his body was breaking down as quickly and as badly as it was. And, I mean, he knew that, you know, he was on death's door and he thought he had more time. And that was the one thing that really stuck with me because he was sitting down talking to uh, the first lady of the church when he was basically coming to the understanding, you know, this is it. You know, I don't have many much left in life. And it was just heart. It was a heartfelt statement. He was really coming and speaking from the heart. But like you're saying, if we're not addressing our body in our younger years, this is the end result of all the things we should have done. He did a lot mm-hmm. of things to, to take his own life, and it was suicide by years. And, and it was just hard to hear it. But I think I needed to hear that just to see the opposite side of, of everything and understand that, yeah, this is the alternative to good health. And, and just hearing him say this, and in his own mind, how he couldn't fathom that his body was breaking down like it was. And that blew me away because I'm thinking on the other side of it, I'm watching all the years of abuse. What did you expect? Like when uh, uh-huh. there was a guy in our, in our area, of one of the local steroid users, and, you know, everybody loved the way he looked and how, how that, but then he had the enlarged heart and he passed away, and everybody said he died too soon. And I said, I can't believe he lived this long. It, it, it's yeah. like when, when you know the truth of the scenario, I, I guess you look at it in a, in, in a real uh, a real talk. Yeah, I'm plugging it. And a real-term understanding. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, totally agree. You know, it's all about perspective and the backstory and what actually happened. But um, absolutely, you know, when someone dies at a certain age, it's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, their life ended so soon. But, you know, the abuse that, you know, the body had undergone for so long, for whatever reason, um, you wonder, you know, how it did survive that long. And and the body is so incredibly resilient. Uh, It can... You know, bounce back. If you give your body what it needs, it can heal itself in so many, uh, so many situations. So um, yes. some situations can be just so sad in, you know, anyone that's drug using or eating fast food every day or whatever the scenario is, um, you know, it's never too late. Sometimes people think that, you know, they're so far down the rabbit hole that they will never be fit or healthy or it's too hard right. to change. but it's never, ever, ever too late. You could have been eating McDonald's for 50 years, and now you feel horrible, yeah. and you're like, okay, I need to make a change. It is never Super too savvy, late. Baby. You know what I mean? So it's – and, the, yeah, the body is just so incredible. It just 
it just is so incredibly fascinating to me. It just blows my mind all the time, the more I learn about it. So, and that, that's just one thing I love to drive home with people is, you know, it is never too late to, to change a habit, get healthier, get fitter, feel better. Um, Cause you still have 20, 30, 50 years of your life left. Like your life isn't over. So no, uh, any, no. any positive changes are, you know, a huge benefit. Yes, but but I just want to throw this caveat out there, guys, because I've seen this play itself out in real life, and while it's never too late, you don't want to wait too long. I mean, I That's have <laughs> physically watched two people pass because of lifestyle changes that they that they started. They passed because of bad lifestyle. They started the changes too late. One I watched via video camera footage of a member who passed away in my gym um, several years ago, and then one of my best friend's moms. And they finally flipped the switch. They finally decided to make a change. The one gentleman in my gym had lost over 80 pounds, had been 400 plus, had lost over 80 pounds, was on the right track, feeling good, doing things. But the stress and strain on his heart from all the years of being so heavy was just too much, Mm -hmm. and he passed away. And he was a young man. I mean, young in the terms, he wasn't even 40 yet. Had two, um, you know, two sons in their late teens, you know, lay pastor, started his family early in life, um, earlier in life, you know, just, just really trying to turn things around. And unfortunately for his body, it wasn't fast enough. And I don't say that to scare anybody, but I do want to put it in perspective of don't don't just always, I can start tomorrow, I can start tomorrow. We have to focus on the today and say, let's give my body a break today. So as Heather is saying, in our later years, we can reap those benefits of the better decisions we decided to make when we were younger. I mean, it, it's never too late. Always start where you are, but just know your body may not hang in there with you as long as you want it to once you flip that switch if you waited too long to start. But flip it anyway. Yeah, that's a great flip point. Flip it anyway, that's but a it's a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gamble. That is true. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, no. I think, and there's so many aspects that can be so simply, um, you know, so many aspects that can be changed, you know, simply over time. Even, even just starting taking a supplement, for example, basic supplements yeah. I love clients to take are a very high quality multivitamin. Um, uh, enough taking enough omega threes, enough to get in a thousand milligrams of DHA. And, uh, you know, starting there even, because a lot of times we're so deficient in nutrients because, yes. you know, no matter how healthy you even eat, our food is so devoid because our soils are completely devoid. And the animals yep. we're eating are eating that, you know, devoid vegetables and we're eating, um, you know, nutrition that, or, you know, foods that do not have the same what? nutrient profile it's that it did 100 years ago. So no. yep. even just things as simple as that can be started. So it doesn't have well, to you be, know, so, you know. In order to have a better shelf life, they're taking the nutritional content out of the very food that's supposed to be eaten by it. So we're not even eating the same product 
that our forefathers were eating. It, it's almost like right. it's devoid of nutrition just so they can keep a, a prettier color, prettier texture, and longer yeah, shelf life. Of course. It's not even, yep. it's almost not even food anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things oh, about our food system that are just, yeah, it's, yes, it's a, our food system on a mass scale is, uh, you know, a challenging thing to contend with. And that's a whole other topic, you know, to get into yeah. on how large scale farming can be sustainable and there's people doing it. Um, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Not Michael Pollan. Um, Joel Salatin. Anyway, but, uh, you know, my point is, is that, you know, people can start with so many things, whether they're either, you know, overweight or not, you know, just getting healthy and fit and getting those basic healthy lifestyle aspects taken care of before embarking on something like a contest prep can be really important. Um, and keeping those, you know, throughout your years. So, and on my Instagram under the IGTV tab, I have several videos and Q and A's on ketogenic diets, on supplements. I give a full rundown on supplements for muscle building, for hormone balancing, blood sugar control, things that are great places to start before, you know, uh, having to ever, you know, to take any sort of hormone replacement therapy or anything like that uh there's some really great adaptogenic herbs out there that can um really help and make a difference with stress response um for the body yeah. and things like that so so there's a lot of great resources out there um yes. you know and i'm always happy to answer questions people can email me at get fit go figure at gmail.com i'm always happy to answer questions um, that, you know, again, it's just kind of my mission to put out good information to help people get on track, whether they use my services as a coach or not. Adaptogens, another great word to throw out there. Oh, my gosh, you guys, you're getting so much bang for your buck tonight with this program. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes and listening and, and get ready to look some stuff up because she is talking about all great stuff, and it is so exciting because we really haven't been on um, a health path per se like this in a while in several shows, and the fact that she's made it so applicable to building muscle, bodybuilding, hormone support, all these things that natural athletes should know more about is just fantastic. So I think we definitely need to have uh, Heather back in the future, and you know, guys, not a lot of coaches specialize in this stuff, so pay attention. Pay attention, and I don't know if you need more clients, but I'm happy to be like, go see her. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> you're talking about all the basic stuff that they need to know plus some, and that's really where things need to go in the overall health picture for bodybuilding athletes. So I think that's fantastic. Um, and I almost hate to say this, but we are running so short on time here in a little bit. So um, KP, last thoughts on tonight? Well, I, I want everybody to understand that you do have a chance, you do have a choice, and you do have an option to get better time now instead of waiting for the next day. I, for some reason, we keep waiting. Like we, we have other time, we have more days, and our days are shortened time and time again. And yes to all of that. 
And I feel like, I know I came to the show late, but I feel like maybe there was a contest prep, something coming up. Is there a date? Is there something people need to be signing up for, Heather? I feel, oh, bring yeah. Bring that so here and let them the, know how and where and when and all of that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, we have a posing clinic coming up this February 28th at Riverfront Athletic Club. There is information on my Facebook Get Fit Go Figure page. Again, you can always email me at getfitgofigure at gmail.com. But we have another one coming up in March and in April. But all divisions, both men and women, we want to offer that information out so people are able to um, put their best presentation forward on stage. We have so many shows in the Twin Cities and so many different federations now that it can be a little confusing. And um, I wanted people to, you know, be able to have their best competition and understand that information, decrease anxiety. Uh, so it's just fun. I love doing this stuff. So that's coming up on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, check it out. If you're in the area or if you're close enough to travel, get signed up. Go do that. One last thing here. So I'm going to put in a plug. I was looking for a show in or around, um, I think it was Nashville, and Heather has put together a great list of um, natty shows all over the place coming up into the year. So um, she's a great resource for that as well. And then I'm going to put a shameless, it should be shameful, shameless, no, it's a shameless plug. <laughs> so um, Kaylin and I and Leif Anderson are collaborating to um, provide folks with an opportunity to get motivated, have a great short-term goal, and jump into a transformation division competition, which not all Natty organizations offer this, but some do. And... Um, you know, Heather, if you have I, – I, right now it's focused on two shows, the Iowa Inferno and the Minnesota Mayhem. But if yep. you have any clients that are not, you know, not really looking at the stage yet but have great transformation story already started or potential and you're already working with them and they're, like, looking for that next short term – Great opportunity. Let's just get them signed up. If nothing else, they can save some money. But I would really love to see, and I know Kaylin and Leaf uh, feel the same, just to get more people involved in that category because, A, it's just incentive for them on their journey to because the journey can be long sometimes, and, B, it's just so motivational for others to be like, oh, my gosh, they can do that. And I can do it, too. And I know it seems intimidating because it's on a natural bodybuilding stage, but really the transformation division is all about the health and wellness journey, which this gal right here, Heather Owens, she's got it on lock. And I would just love, love, love to see more people jump in that division. And if there is another Leaf show that's closer to you that you can uh, – <laughs> help some more people get into that one. I'm feeling confident we can twist his arm to uh, make the same provision he's made for the Iowa Inferno and the Minnesota Mayhem. And he's promised to have a great prize for the winner of the Transformation Division. I know it's not about winning the prize because your health is prize enough, but it's just, you know, out of incentive. So I'm putting that shameless plug out there, guys. Nice. For more information, nice. message Boom. us. 
That's awesome. All right. All right. That's all I've got. So, Heather, last thoughts on tonight from you. Yeah. Um, Last thoughts. I guess there's so many things and factors that go into your health and wellness journey and contest prep and reversing out of it. Uh, You know, there's a ton of factors that need to be, you know, considered. Again, you know, stress, sleep, supplementation, programming, recovery, the list goes on. Um, you know, and if you're confused and overwhelmed, give me a call or give me an email and I would love to give you some guidance and help. So, uh, this is what I live for. So I love my job. Fantastic. Get yeah. fit, go figure at gmail.com. Snickerdoodle shout out, Kaylin. And it helps with my figure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we have missed you. So remember, in the meantime, until we're back together again, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Yes.